Since 2010, many of us Montana residents, business owners, sportsmen and women, and conservationists join forces under the banner of Montanans for Healthy Rivers to identify and conserve the last best free-flowing rivers in Montana. Some of the greatest river stewards and boots on the ground helping to protect our rivers day in and day out are guides. From a guiding perspective, I can tell you that sustainability and preservation is my ultimate goal. My name is Kinsley Scott. I'm a Montana native and guide, and I have been with Montanans for Healthy Rivers for years now. Welcome to River Ramble Guides Edition. In this series, we will hear from guides and outfitters from across the state in various regions of the proposed grassroots legislation Montanans for Healthy Rivers Coalition is currently fighting for. The Crown of the Continent proposal would protect 200 river miles in the heart of Montana, and the Montana Headwaters Legacy Act would preserve an additional 336 miles of river within the pristine Greater Yellowstone ecosystem. Today we are chatting with a Missoula fixture and longtime guide, Pat Kane. Pat has spent decades on the North Fork of the Blackfoot and Montour Creek within the Crown of the Continent proposal, and he is here to share why protection of these watersheds is so important. Hey, Pat, are you there? I am. Hi, Kinsley. Hi, how are you? I'm doing quite well. Just sitting uh, around having some coffee with my three of my five dogs. <laughs> that sounds like an awesome morning. Everybody's pretty relaxed. Wonderful. Well, I just want to say thank you again for joining us here today. And we are here to chat about an area that is near and dear to both of our hearts. And I thought, who better to share with us its uniqueness than someone that knows it arguably better than most? Pat Kane. So, Pat, for those that don't know you, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, well, I've, I've been in Missoula, Montana for 30 years now. Um, I grew up in Northern California, the Bay Area, and uh, was introduced to fly fishing at a very young age. And Montana was a bit of a destination growing up. Uh, first started fly fishing on the Big Hole River with my dad when I was 10 years old. Fell in love with the outdoors and and ended up uh, following a, a friend and a, and a mentor to the University of Montana in the late 80s was the first time uh, I came to Missoula and began fishing on the, the Blackfoot and the Clark Fork and, and the Bitterroot. So it's been uh, a 30-year ride. That is awesome. And how long how long have you been guiding in that that time frame? It's well, it's it's been as a licensed guide, I would say twenty five years. I, I I started guiding with my dad's friends. That's kind of how I learned learned how to guide. Teach. I, I don't think I knew much more than they did, but learned how to <laughs> row and <laughs> and then uh, is- started guiding on the Smith. Yeah, started guiding on the Smith and the Blackfoot, and of course all these rivers around Missoula in the summers. Yeah. So. So, in addition to the North Fork of the Blackfoot, and we'll jump in also to Montour Creek, but 
what nowadays, what rivers do you spend most of your time on? Like, how does your summer guiding program look? Yeah, it looks so it starts in the spring. I do run day trips out of Missoula, like a lot of these guides on the Bitterroot and the Clark Fork and the Missouri. And then as we go through the runoff, the big water, and I do a little bit of the Blackfoot during the, the early season, but it's, it's, it's a little bit cold and not as, not as fit for the dry fly fishing that, that I like to take people to do. Um, so then the summer kind of, we start, um, I, I got out of a lodge for pro outfitters on the North Fork of the Blackfoot, and that usually starts uh, early, like the first week of June. We start booking people into there, and we'll find mm-hmm. ourselves going over to the Missouri because of the higher water based on the on the year. Um, but then come middle June, um, we're pretty much on the Blackfoot for, for the remainder of the summer, July, August. Um, I used to guide September into October, but now I find myself um, guiding bird hunters with bird dogs uh, in central Montana. So I haven't been on the on the Blackfoot in the fall in actually quite a few years, which I kind of miss, but... It is uh, beautiful. Yeah, so that's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice place to be, for sure. Well, again, I thought you were the perfect candidate for representing not only the North Fork of the Blackfoot, but also the lesser-known sister water that parallels it just to the west, which is Monturcric. And both of these are under the Crown of the Continent proposal. Um, coming in at Monturcric comes in at 18.75 miles would be safeguarded in that watershed. And when we're speaking to the North Fork of the Blackfoot and what this protection would cover in the watershed, it's going to provide 22.98 miles from the headwaters of the North Fork down towards the main stem of the Blackfoot. So again, you're, you spend most of your summer up there and you are very intimate with these areas. And I would have to say, you know, these two drainages are some of the richest areas in Montana for not only healthy native fisheries, but wildlife. And it's just such a unique area of the world and serves as the southern gateway into the heart of the Bob. So for listeners that aren't familiar with this area, can you please give us, like, if you were to drop a pin on the north fork of the Blackfoot and then, you know, traveling west to Montour Creek, um, can you kind of just give us a little geographical pin to give some reference to where we're talking? Sure, sure. So if you were... um... Basically, I think this this whole legislation and protect first of all protect to protect these two tributaries of the Blackfoot seems to me like a no brainer as far as how important these these tributaries are to the Blackfoot River. Um, but I'll tell you a little bit about where you are. If you were to ever come to Missoula and travel east on Highway 200, you would follow the main stem of the Blackfoot, and then you would. Elevate into the Potomac and then over and then into the main kind of the Blackfoot Valley, so to speak. And to so you're traveling east. If you were to look left north, you'd see the the southern mountain range of the Bob Marshall Wilderness. And those both the Montour and the North Fork come out of those watersheds to the north and flow south or yeah, south into the 
main stem of the Blackfoot. And it's a really unique place in Montana because if you were to ever spend any time in those valleys, you would notice um, a lack of development. It's really uh, fortunate that, that there have been some groups and organizations that have really worked to preserve the integrity of this valley and it shows it shows when you when you travel through there it's it's a very beautiful and special place it is and i know that the history of the blackfoot is <laughs> it's been a it's been a long one a long journey for sure um can you kind of fill us in on on how far we sure come? yeah yes yes so um I don't know exact numbers or this or that, but I'll just tell you when I first started guiding 25 years ago, um, the upper Blackfoot, so that was, say, in the middle 90s, I believe the, the cutthroat population since then have, like, in, increased 600%. So there's just been, with all the, the work that has been done, what what happened in the in the mid 70s there was a mine on the main stem the mike horse dam uh, i believe it was 1975 breached a ton of mining sediment into the main stem of the blackfoot and so actually in the middle 80s when i first started coming to the area if you were to go into a fly shop in missoula you would have been told that the blackfoot was pretty much dead like there were fish but it was it wasn't a, a fishery it wasn't a very popular place to go fishing um at that time but actually we which we did, did a lot of exploring and fishing in that area it was it was already in recovery due to tributaries like montour creek the north fork that's where Mm -hmm. The refuge was for the fish and the cold water and the, the new recruitment of, of fish. So uh, along with with the mine cleanup, which has been going on, there's been a ton of tributary restorations from logging and mining. People like Paul Roos, who recently passed mm -hmm. away, um, were big parts of this um river cleanup and trout unlimited has done so much. I mean, you could go on and on about all the projects that have uh, in the taken Blackfoot place Challenge. in the Blackfoot. Mm -hmm. The Blackfoot Challenge is a huge, a huge organization that that really brings all facets of, of that valley, people from ranching and logging and mining and fishing and, and just kind of working with different different groups and state agencies to get, get a lot of work done in that valley. And it's really, it's really showed. I mean, it's the, the fishery is, has come a long ways. Absolutely. And it is unreal to think to quantify the restoration of the, the trout populations. And for, for those listeners that aren't familiar with it, the North Fork of the Blackfoot is one of the most important spawning and rearing streams for migratory bull trout as well as our also native West Slope cutthroat trout. So to have restoration of, of these areas and now fishing it and guiding it today, it is almost hard to think it was anything but. Yes, we're, we're 
if you were to show up today and fish it for the first time, you would. It's it's pretty impressive. It's how healthy the stream is, and and a lot of that has to do with the the cold quality water, and and it's taken a lot of efforts um, to to maintain that. Um, whether it's you know ranchers or ranchers cutting back on their water use, I mean, I've, I'm part of the the Blackfoot challenges drought committee and and it's it's really it's impressive to see how in tune the members of the valley are on how important the water is for their grass and for and for the resource and for the fish and so it's it's a it's a unique watershed for sure yeah it it shows and you know water fisheries in addition to that you know again why this area of the world is so special is the North Fork of the Blackfoot and Montour Creek act as these thoroughfares from the Bob Marshall southern end uh, to low-lying lands for a lot of wildlife, uh, especially moving grizzly bear populations, which are ex- ever-expanding and are very healthy. Uh, I'm sure you have your fair share of grizz stories. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, a couple encounters, none, none uh, too sketchy, but I, I've been fortunate to see um, a handful of, of grizzly bears on, on or near the Blackfoot River in, in fairly, I mean, I wouldn't say populated, but areas that have been, that are, that are being used by, by recreationists. And it's pretty neat. It's a, it's a, a, a very exciting experience to see an animal up close or even you know from a distance that is um threatened so threatened at one time and unheard of um but there are there are quite a few grizzly bears in the blackfoot for sure absolutely it's, do and it's so do neat. in large part yeah do in large part because of montour and the north fork and their um their how just pristine so to speak you would call that that habitat Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's just a, it's almost a case study of restoration for us here in Missoula. It's almost a crowning jewel of it for our area. You know, not only have the grizzly bears pop, the grizzly bear populations come back in folds, but also to the bull trout populations from the degradation of the mine and to West Slope cutthroat. Um, we, we've done some great things, but there's definitely, definitely some more work to do. So, so with that said, Pat, why why is this area so so special to you? Well, um, one, first of all, it's it's a place where I spend the majority of my season fishing. So, and and I'm fortunate enough to make make a living or part of a living, um, spending my time on on the river and in the valley, and it's. You know, I ha- I have a couple of kids that are um, growing up and becoming fishermen, and they love it up there. My parents have a house on the lower Blackfoot, right on the river, um, not far from Missoula, just on the lower end. So it's 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 become a big Blackfoot has become part of who I am, I guess. And mm-hmm. see, well, uh, I mean, we're already seeing. I guess this would be a whole other discussion, but how to manage the 
the amount of people that are starting to enjoy the the resource, which is great, but it's it's really taking off. Um, but we uh, to, just to see anything threatened, like a mine or anything like that, or a dam, which which seems seems totally like a no-brainer, but you never know with with the way this world is. Um, how, but a tributary like the North Fork can be threatened by something like that just just seems crazy to me. <laughs> it can't happen. Yeah, absolutely. No. So yeah, no, it it can't. Yeah. So so issues like this, you know, really important conservation issues, and also the work that you have done over decades with the Blackfoot Challenge. How do you share this information with clients in the boat? I mean, I feel like that's the best platform to engage people and really get them to care about these places. You know, I t- I'd spend a lot of my time talking about the challenge because of um, because I'm involved in the in the water um, the drought committee and encourage people. It's it's a to donate to it, just like I would encourage people to donate to Trout Unlimited or. The Clark Fork Coalition is another great one that that is more f- focused on all these rivers based out of Missoula. Um, and then when out, you know, when you float the Blackfoot, you don't really um, see the the restoration that's been done. But mm-hmm. I've been fortunate to to guide on some of the tributaries that have been rebuilt and 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 preserved, turned from you know meadows that were totally trampled by cattle into meandering trout streams. And so I'm always quick to point out to, to my anglers what what it used to look like versus how it looks today and, and why, and just kind of open their eyes to to the, the work that has already been done. And there's definitely more work that can be done. Absolutely. So, so with that said, um, I was wondering if you could share a quick story, kind of off the top of your head, um, in which a client, you know, new or returning, demonstrated these conservation ethics uh, through your teaching. So, I want you to kind of boast for wow. a second, a proud right. guide moment for you. And honestly, it doesn't uh, even have to be a client story. Uh, I know that you have two awesome <laughs> kiddos that are in training. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I definitely have a handful of, of clients that have that have contributed to the Blackfoot Challenge, and these are these are clients from out of state, and that maybe they have a place and they've moved into the valley and have property, so they're I've helped kind of guide them that direction. Um, but I think that my favorite and just most inspiring thing that we see is when we do our we do a at the North Fork Lodge on the Black North Fork, the Blackfoot, we do a a week long kids camp every every summer, um, and kids from all over the country come out, maybe up to twenty kids for a week of of not only guided fly fishing, and these kids that range from say eight to sixteen years old. Um, my my kids have been lucky to participate in this because because I'm one of the guides and, and I've gotten them in on the deal. Cause, uh, anyways, <laughs> not only do we guide them, take them down the river and teach them how to fish, but we do things. We have 
Trout Unlimited come out and they'll and they'll give an hour long talk to the kids. We do a, a, a bit of a, a classroom setting, whether it's you know, teaching the kids about the entomology of the river. Uh so Trout Unlimited helps with stuff like that. Um the Blackfoot Challenge comes out and, and they do different we've got different um talks from them. So it's just basically the, the kid seeing these kids get educated and and actually see how interested they are. And and some of them, my kids would tell you that some of their favorite parts of the whole week was, you know, when they sat and had a discussion about how to manage a piece of land that had many different interests, such as loggers and miners and, and fishermen. And, and it's, it's really cool. It's, it's just um, so important to see the, a younger generation get exposed. And it, honestly, I think it would be neat to see, you know, more, more schools uh, incorporate such, you know, topics and, and, and such, but that that's probably, you know, the, the neatest thing for me to see is, is my mm-hmm. kids engage in that type. And, and then, and then went out fishing with them, like, uh, Oh, floating the Clark fork, say through Milltown, you know, Mm-hmm. They're able to 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 identify an area that's been restored and or not, and they'll look at a log jam and say, "You know, is that natural or did did was that rebuilt?" And you can kind of you know you could see where stream banks have been been stabilized by burlap and stuff like that, and and we look at that and and I think that's important and and uh, yeah, anyways, you know that's that's pretty cool stuff. Absolutely. That is awesome. I think that 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 knowledge and information that's being shared with the the next generation is going to be invaluable, especially, you know, moving forward with with big legislative bills and just in just everyday conservation. Right. The crown of the continent proposal is going to be monumentous for these areas that we we are talking about today, the North Fork of Blackfoot and Montour Creek. But, you know, big legislation aside, that they're going to have that knowledge with them, not only from and in Montana, but anywhere that they go, and that's going to be invaluable knowledge for for their their lives. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's great to have kids from all over the you know the country to get exposed to stuff like that. You live in you know a city or Houston or wherever you you know it's it's just been a a neat thing to share. And, Anyways, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's hopefully, applicable to anywhere anywhere can. that they are. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, lastly, if you had a message for folks right now or could encourage others listening to take action, what would that be? Well, I would say first of all, jump on this crown on the continent. Um Healthy Rivers organization and and donate and 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 if you can't donate at a you know a national level or if you're not from around here do something locally you know if you have a a favorite river that you like to fish on Trout Unlimited um, organizations like the Blackfoot Challenge or Clark Fork Coalition um, give back. Um, that's the the older I'm getting, the more I'm understanding why it's so important. 
whether it's time or money, um, just to be part of preserving uh, this this resource, these resources that we that we love to use and, and are fortunate enough to have, and hopefully we can protect and keep it intact for for our kids and and their kids. Absolutely, and this, you know, Crown of the Continent proposal would do just that. And, you know, as you said, give back locally, Montanans for Healthy Rivers, uh, Clark Fork Coalition, those are our local bodies and, and the Blackfoot Challenge. And, you know, we're all in it together. It's not just one organization doing all of the work. We all have boots on the ground and they're all doing their part. And it's just a tremendous effort from all. So thank you for, for sharing that. That's Fantastic. Well, you're welcome, and and thanks for um, asking me to do this. I guess um, I feel honored. Thank you. <laughs> well, as I said, <laughs> when I was when I was trying to pinpoint some some folks down for for this area of the world, North Fork of the Blackfoot, Monster Creek, that are hugely important, uh, very unique, and they absolutely need to have a spotlight shown on them. I thought, who better than the man that lives up there that also saved my butt one day on a guide on a guide day when I forgot my net after a boat swap, <laughs> other than Pat Kane. So thank you so much, Pat. At least, I so yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> well, you're very welcome. Hopefully, you you put that net to to work that day. I did. We it turned turned the day around and it saved it. So thank you so much. You're very thanks, Pat. You're Take very care. welcome, and we'll we'll. We'll see you around, Kinsley. Bye now. From all of us here at Montanans for Healthy Rivers, thank you for tuning in. If you would like to learn more about the Crown of the Continent proposal, the Montana Headwaters Legacy Act, and to join our efforts, please visit healthyriversmt.org to add your endorsement.